Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. We're back. It's the Horns Up Talking Texas podcast. Fisher DeSopolis, DJ, Nikki Snacks, Crowder, and the Quan Cosby. Get your horns up, gentlemen, because it's Quan Cosby rivalry week against the Baylor Bears. We head to true. we head to Waco. And before we can even talk about anything, Nick brought it up before we got on. And I don't I'm not a horn tutor, but you guys know like we've been doing this a long time. When we have a guest, when there's a time for an intro, I like giving like an elaborate intro. And then we see on Quan's Instagram story the other day, the intro that he now is being received or something that he's been doing on the Jumbotron at the Horns games, busting out of his shirt, going full Hulk mode. <laughs> he's got Lamar Houston biceps, apparently, all of a sudden. Hey, don't forget <laughs> the picture he sent when he was on the horse back in uh... – Yeah, no, no. Uh, the picture <laughs> that he said that's all of a sudden his icon. Yeah, no, no. I, 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 <laughs> I, when he when he when he looks like a superhero, yes, Quan, the very exciting intro video, uh, Mordecai. We may have to make that the intro video of our podcast when we can uh, for yeah. YouTube and visual because it's both electric and humorous for us. We love both sides of the coin. It's very very good. Uh, quickly, how how was it making that? Dude, that was so, so fun, man. I, someone asked me, they're like, dude, how long did that take? The mind boggling piece of it is one. If we're gonna be honest, it was very scripted. And of course, I, I'm a freaking ridiculous fool. So I'm like, dude, damn a script. Let me just knock this thing out myself. I got some stuff. I have some ideas. They weren't having it. They're like, dude, we needed to do this and go with this and flow with this. So the only thing that I truly added was they're like, and we're going to put your block. And then we want you to say this. I was like, no. I said, after I knocked the hell out of somebody, I scream and I go, woo, that's the only part that I organically kind of did. I said the rest of it, but it took a whole 45 minutes to do that whole thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I did it. I was, um, golly, man, I went down to the stadium. So I will say I also got, because we have to talk about this. I give CDC a lot of crap. I'm not going to lie about that. But our fan experience, and I'm sure y'all seen all the freaking stuff about it, the drone show, the drop on the lights, the burn orange lights, which was very similar to, you know, I, I will say, um, Bama, I, we came back and I was like, what a phenomenal deal. Oh, no, DKR was rocking on every level of it. Playlist changes. And so um, it, it took about 45 minutes, but kudos to all involved. John Bianco asked me to do it. It was cool. Derek Johnson did it last year. And um, oh, nice. it was, uh, it, it, I, I, I've gotten a lot of, I'm ready to run through a wall text. And I like okay. it. <laughs> <laughs> we loved you. Dude, we posted a video. We weren't even there. We took somebody else's video that they posted from DKR. I do want to send it to you so you could like slip it to CDC and be like, hey, this music they use is pretty lit. 
it got 267,000 views and people going crazy. Yeah. SEC wow. fan, SEC fans being like, Oh, like now you guys think you're ready. And Texas fans going crazy. Like in the comments, like, yeah, it, cool. but like the whole point is like the video, the smoke, the light show, the fireworks, it looks like a completely different environment at D at DKR. And, and quite frankly, it really so is something we've been asking for, for a long time. And then people are like, Oh, where does the money go? that They all bring in. And then it goes to this. Well, like this is this is the spectacle you have to create, not only for your home fans, but like for the visiting fans, like you said, Quan, because you loved going to Alabama. You thought that was a really cool experience. Absolutely. I remember, I remember when CDC came on the show and he had mentioned he's like, when you're coming to DKR, you know, as a fan, you're paying for an experience. You know, every mm -hmm. little aspect of it is an experience. It's not just watching the game. Like we want everything from top to bottom, the bathrooms, the seats, the concessions, you know the the halftime show like the lights the jumbotron everything needs to be tailored to the spectator and little stuff like that just gets people fired up i mean you look at all the college football you know greatest places to play you know down in death valley you know and 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 the shoe and and people down in you know ohio state and wisconsin like they all have their traditions you know that they have when they jump around you know i, I even see it saw like morgantown when they play against Pitt, like they're playing don't stop believing and and uh um and they're saying that like Pitt can eat shit or something like little things like that. Yeah, no, dude, they're, they're crazy. And I'm gonna tell you about Morgantown. It's funny you brought them up and people, that's one of the most underrated fan atmospheres and, and, and experiences. They are crazy. And they're saying that and they're going crazy or telling them to eat crap, but they're also tossing people up in the upper deck. And we don't talk a lot about this, but my day job is risk management I have to quit looking because they're tossing people row two in the upper deck. They have this thing where they crowd surf all over the stadium and in the upper deck. And I'm like, somebody's going to get tossed over that deal. Oh, no. Thank goodness. Knocking on some wood. It's never happened. And we probably would have heard about it. But they truly have people being tossed up by the fan base. And it's fascinating. And another little crazy fact about Morgantown, Nick. They shut down a hospital parking lot to tailgate. <laughs> so I was sitting there, I was going, when I first ever went, I was like, well, that's a cool looking building. Looked fairly new. And then I saw a helicopter landing on it. I was like, what the hell? I was like, uh, hey, I'm, I'm look, this is one of your coaches being helicoptered in? And they bust out laughing. They're like, no, 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 no. There must have been an accident or something. That's care flight. Eh. I said, what? that's a hospital? <laughs> and they looked at me in the funniest way and said, don't get hurt on game day. <laughs> don't get hurt <laughs> on game day. And they're the crowd surfing crap ever, man. And then so, no, the, great call on that, Nick, because Morgantown is a damn good place to watch a college football game. Yeah, Just ask, I mean, ask uh, JT Daniels. He knows. Yeah, he, he, he knew for like he knew for like 13 games. I'll, yeah. Honestly, I can be 28, 58, and 108. You could tell me that fact over and over again about them converting the hospital parking lot. I will never not think that's awesome. That is Dude, so, it's amazing. That is so electric. There's zero like, parking on game day. Yeah, like, it's it's and it's not just in the regular parking. The parking garage is full of tailgates. 
Yeah. The hospital parking garage is full of tailgates. They've got like IV bags with beer in them fed to everybody. They yeah. need it for the moonshine their butts are taking right. too. So like they like the the doc the doctor of culture administering like you know IVs and then shots of like moonshine and into their thighs. I mean, honestly, like and, and it's not even like they're telling their fans to be safe. It's just like, hey, we're gonna crowd surf on the highest level, as close to the rail as humanly possible. And yep, don't get hurt. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I know you're in risk management, but there is a massive part of me that knows I would for sure be one of the dudes trying to at least facilitate that in the stands. That's like, (laughs) could not be up my alley even more of a try. Um, But we we don't have West Virginia this week. We have Baylor Bears team who's one and two, who has sold out the stadium. The most students they've ever had tickets sold in a game. First of all, I'm like, let it come. We go to Baylor. They're one and two. Aranda that we know is a good defensive coach. Uh, just to quickly give you guys the update on the injury report. Uh, we were without CJ Baxter last week. He practiced on Monday and looks to be back this week. Very exciting. He wasn't fully ready to go and Sark wanted to sit him against my own Wyoming. Unfortunately, uh, Hudson, who was our starting guard for all 13 games last year, Cole Hudson, our right guard, the sophomore, he looks to be out three to four weeks. Same with Chris Ross, our redshirt freshman. And good thing we have, Wishing those guys, obviously, a speedy recovery. But good thing we have some depth in the defensive line. Hudson is worth noting, though. He's a guy that we've mentioned time and time again as being one of the stalwarts on our offensive line, which, you know, has been a bright spot. was a bright spot last week. So I just wanted to give the injury report right there. Uh, But Q, we could start with you, then Nick, then Toss, and I'll go. What's one thing you're looking for in this game that you want to see more of heading into Waco? You know, one thing that I'm appreciative of is Let's be real. We won that game, and we did well. Some people were pissed about the start. Two things. One, Wyoming's better than advertised. They did beat Tech. They're oh, yeah. competitive. That quarterback is scrappy, as we're going to see. I, I really like him. He, he made some NFL throws, and their running back was really good. And so we beat him by three damn touchdowns. Let's, let's move on. Hey, that's a good thing. And we're finishing fourth quarters. But there was a hangover, and I expected it after Alabama. And so there's a hangover piece of it. So I'm expecting going into conference play is that first chapter is done. You're about to get their best, like we always do, and some on this farewell season. And so we've seen a phenomenal start. I mean, fourth quarter. We wanted it. We've seen us lose a lot of those games in the last few years. But we're answering and we're kicking you-know-what in that fourth quarter. Now I want to see not necessarily peak because I would love to peak in December and win all the games, but peak peak at that time. But I do want to see a better start. Mm. I'd like to see that fast start, especially on these road games. Is, is there anything that you think then that could help assist that? Like that you're not seeing, like help us pick up the faster start. Cause I'm with you. It's a complete opposite thing that we've, we've wanted us to close games in the past. Now we're wanting us to just start games. God forbid we get a full four quarters. Uh, but I really, Hey, I'd rather finish than start, but is there anything that you think, you know, from pl- your playing days that you think could help get the offense cooking a little bit faster? Because I think the defense is kind of fine. And the defense is still balling out. You know, yeah. the, the guys are going to – I mean, it's D1 ball, so people are going to make play, but the defense is doing well, and they're getting turnovers. Defense scored again – you know, scored last week. I think what will change it – because this is the, the weird piece. Sark talked about it again this week. It's wild that teams are coming in with a whole new, you know, defensive strategies versus Texas. 
and it makes sense because we do have an insane amount of weapons on the offset, uh, you know, offense side of the ball. Um, they're not still not 100% sure about Quinn, so they're blitzing him here or throwing, you know, crazy coverages at him that he that he suggested to eventually, but a little bit slow start. And so I think what it would be is uh, at some point we we're like, all right, Wyoming, you're throwing all these exotic coverages at us, but guess what? We have a really good old line and some really good running backs. We're going to run it down your throat and make you mm. like it. And then mm-hmm. guess what that's going to do? Open up a worthy, open up a Mitchell. And so I would like to say, take what the defense give you for those first couple, which by the way, it's pretty damn good for us because of the skill players and the line we have. And then morph that into what it needs to be. You can still get a lead running the ball like we have. Baxter didn't play last game, but Brooks ran his ass off and he did a really good job. And so keep building on that piece that long-term will help you. And, um, yeah, so I'd say take what the defense give you. We still have players that could turn a two-yard pass or screen or run into 80, and let's do that. But then, like we've done in the fourth quarter, start, call dial up some stuff that's going to put them away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love that. DJ? Nikki Snacks? Oh, DJ. I thought, yeah. I thought it was- <laughs> <laughs> the I heard, DJ. I heard TJ. I was like, I don't know TJ, but – I, I am toss a junior. Uh, no. <laughs> Nick, um, Nick, look, I just want to see dominance four quarters of, of football. You know, like mm-hmm. I think we've had slow starts and we've obviously taken care of business in the fourth quarter in the second half, but I want to see it in every quarter. You know, I want to see a game where we just are completely foot on the gas, you know, stepping on their neck. And I think this is a team that you can do that against, especially heading into conference play where you want to show people we're not screwing around, you know, like we have a target on our back, but everyone else has a target on their back too, because this is the last time we're going to play you guys. You know, it's the same, same thing. Um, I don't think this season, correct me if I'm wrong, we've scored on our opening drive yet. And so Mm. I, I would love to see that. And I think, this is just very reminiscent of every single game I've seen in recent years, but like we come out just trying to complete passes downfield and sometimes Quinn will go over three or he'll go one for three or something, you know, it'll just be pass, pass, pass. It's like, Oh crap, three and out. Here we go. Punt. Let's get the run game going early on. Let's see if Jonathan Brooks can bust out a 15 yard run and play one, you know, and then maybe get a swing pass over to Keelan and play two. And then, run it again with Brooks for four yards and then get Quinn, you know, some time to throw. Cause I feel like sometimes Quinn comes in there and, you know, the jitters kind of are still there. You know, I think he needs to kind of settle in a little bit and he makes some errant throws. Um, there's no need to go for the home run right away. I mean, we already have a lot of playmakers on offense. Like let's, let's run the ball a little bit. Let's see what we can do on the ground. So change it up. You know, I think that's something that is needed just to kind of see how, how else we can, you know, flow in this offense. Yeah. Love that. A lot of running the football toss. Yeah. I think it's, it's worth noting that <clears throat> you talked about the, the Longhorns injury report, um, the Baylor bears injury report, you know, they are starting their backup quarterback, right? Sawyer Robertson is going to be the guy under center. Um, that's not changing at this point. He has started games for them, but he threw for 112 passing yards uh, against long Island U, which Shout out, Josh, to your original home, Long Island, uh, and, and their mascot being that, the Sharks. Yeah. I just felt like that was cool, and, and I needed to mention that. Um, they ran the ball 44 different times against the Long Island Sharks with four different running backs. Um, you know, their they're starting running back, running back Dawson Pendergrass had 21 attempts for 100-plus yards. They're going to try and run the football. 
we need to uh, we need to make Sawyer be a passer. We need to make him beat us in the air. And I think sometimes this the simple approach is often the best approach, right? Like, what is that guy not comfortable with doing? Make him do that and, and make him beat you that way. And I felt um, we were. I mean, we, this is two backup quarterbacks in a row that we're we're facing. This is as good good a fortune as as you can ask for as a Texas Longhorn football fan. Um, that's the defensive side. So I think, you know, stop the run up the middle, close the gaps, and then let our guys on the outside get to the quarterback and, and win the edge battle. And, uh, I think we'll have a lot of success there. I'm excited to see what PK dials up, you know, and then if we get to the quarterback, we know our cornerbacks can make a lot of plays. Mm. Um, we were just talking about Quinn before you hopped on, like which of our guys are kind of in the award hunt. Right. And it's, it's getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, but Baron has been fantastic, right? Like I'd love to see him go and get a pick this game because he has mm. tackled exceptionally well thus far. Mm-hmm. Um, no one has really gotten in a yard on that guy once they catch the ball. And then on the offensive side, I agree completely, Quan, with you and, and Nick, with you, you know, starting hot with the run game, getting our feet underneath us before we take deep shots down the field and just, you know, taking what the defense gives to us. We need to convert on third down. We will be put in positions where we get into third down. Um, we are 89th in the country right now in third down conversion. You know who the number one team is? Those people up in Norman, up north of us, okay? They are converting exceptionally well on third downs. Wow. We need to up our game there, and this is a great opponent to do it against on the road in Waco. Um, you know, this is the, uh, what, what, are, what are we calling this? The Embrace the Hate Tour, right? This is where it starts. So, mm. so I, yeah. I think we need to, I agree with Nick, like bottom line, like, Let's go out there. Let's play our game and let's dominate this football game all across the board. Yeah. Um, a lot, a lot to unpack here. A lot of great stuff. I do want to say shout out to Long Island University, which I didn't even know existed until just, <laughs> but it looks nice. Maybe I should have gone there, honestly, you know, <laughs> save the dollar. Uh, um, but, you know, Baylor beat them. But before Baylor played them, they lost to Utah. Uh, and in that Utah matchup, um, they had Jackson and, and Co. Quinton Jackson, former Longhorn, uh, converted running back, ironically. Uh, they, they ran for 220 yards against the Baylor Bears, and they beat them. So I think that's something, you know, going across what you guys are saying, we'd love to see replicated. Uh, for my quick takeaway, or something I want to see, you know, I was privy to the Miami Dolphins hurricane um, on offense against the New England Patriots, and they have amazing receivers and amazing personnel. And this is something that Sark does, but this is something that Mike McDaniels does I think to the best degree um, and that's put his guys in motion. Those guys are constantly moving Tyree kill Durham Smythe, even the tight end who's like bust on the scene. We have Jatavian Sanders who we talked about, you know, not getting even not getting anything last week, a guy that needs to get something every week, five, six touches every week. He's that good of an athlete. He's that big of a specimen. Love him in motion against Alabama, where he was dominant. Um, keep Worthy yeah. moving. Keep AD Mitchell moving. And get these get these speedsters moving, and get them get their defenses confused rather than showing having them show us so many different looks. Um, I would love to see some more, even more motion on the offensive side of the football, which would which would really excite me and, and, and help you know stymie that the different looks that we're seeing that Sark saying. It's a good point. Well, I mean, it creates ahead. chaos. You know, at the end of the day, like chaotic offenses are the best way to get to a good defense. And I'm not saying that Baylor's got an amazing defense, but you know, the more chaos you create, the more confusion you create, their matchups are just going to fall apart. And so, you know, with guys like us that have blazing speed and we've got playmakers on, you know, every side of our offense, like it's just the best way to create confusion. Mm -hmm. Well, and then to take it to another level, 
it's hard not to talk about the Alabama game because it happened. Our game plan was to get Milrow to start be forced to throw the ball. Mm. I mean, truly it was. And let's be real. I, I think Alabama and they have, they're going th- the weird, like two and one going through it, I guess, but th- they're not the, the powerhouse people are saying, and we beat them pretty good, but their line's good. Their running backs are good. Their quarterback is an athlete. And so if, if we can stop their run game on the level that we did at in Tuscaloosa, I think McLean Stadium can be handled. And, and so I, I, that's what I expect um, this weekend. I didn't realize he only threw for 112 versus, you know, Long Island. Again, no offense to Long Island. No offense to Texas State. You know, G.J. Kinney's over there doing his thing. But Utah ran all over him. Mm-hmm. Texas State did everything. <laughs> I mean, Texas State threw for probably three, 400 yards and ran for another 200. It was crazy how bad they whooped him. And – Love GJ, and he's doing a phenomenal job, ex-teammate, Longhorn. But if you're on that level, going into this conference, knowing you're going to get all of that, I think this is also just yet step one of, you know, quarter two of this season in to have your culture change. Embrace a hate tour. Are you ready for that? Mm-hmm. Or, 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 or are you feeling sorry for yourself that they're not – you know, having a parade for you. No, you go in and you kick everybody's butt, starting with down the road in Waco against a Baylor who you're certainly their rival. So um, really, I'm with you right there. Stop there. Make them have to throw it, knowing what our back end and, and let our D-line tee off on their linemen. And and I think we, PK, have that game plan, blitz a little bit on your backup quarterback, and, and I like our chances. Yeah, yeah well, absolutely. I, one of the things that, resulted in Utah coming back to beat Baylor. Baylor actually had a comfortable lead in that game and, and they lost it. They fumbled, they lost that game more than Utah won because Sawyer Robertson had a late interception where he was pressured and he forced a throw. So again, I'm, I'm totally with you, Quan. like force this guy to make a throw. I want the story after the game to be Dave Aranda's on the hot seat because look, they're one, they're one and two. You know how many games they won? At the, to close out last year, I think I think in his last nine games, I think he's one eight right now. Yeah, so, I agree. It's been ugly. That's yeah, what they, I want the story to be. I mean, he it's he's in he's in hot water right now. If we go out there and we take care of business, and I'm with you there on Dave Aranda being on the seat, but I'm also there with is Dave Aranda thinking about a quarterback change? Alabama's Benjamin Milrow last game. I mean, yeah. it's so many things that followed those games that. I want all those same conversations after Waco and we go take care of business. So we have the personnel and the depth to create that, but we've talked about that. We've been talking about it for a hell years. So are we going to, but we've seen it this year and we want to see it continue to progress. Ultimately we are three and all, but there's room, which is a good position to be in. There's a lot of room at every, on in every phase for improvement. And I want to see if we improve, fractionally, I think Baylor will be in a lot of trouble because we do have some dudes. Yeah, uh, Lots of room for improvement. I, I will say, you know, Aranda being on the hot seat, there is no such thing as a, 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 a job saver. There couldn't be a better job saver than beating Texas. That's all I'm trying to say. That's a great point. And we're going to get a lot because the Big 12 is getting their butts kicked. Big 12 does not look good, Mr. Commissioner, talking that smack. And yet the only two ranked teams is us and that group up north. Um, but Aranda, Tech, 
Hogerson, not to get in front, but all these teams, this is the way to save your job. Oh, yeah, 100%. So, we're going, so forget anything regularly prepared. Forget how you usually prepare. You got to play your game, focus on yourself. They're going to do trick plays. They're going to go for I saw in an NFL game the other day. Um, shit, who was that playing the, the Patriots? Uh, Dolphins. They did a, who? The Dolphins. The Dolphins did a fake. No, that wasn't them. Someone did a fake punt. Oh, oh that was the Jets. Maybe two weeks ago. The Jets. The Jets. The they Jets did a fake punt on the 20-yard line, their yeah. own 20. And ultimately, that's where I think is going to happen, this Big 12 run. run. Yeah. Can You're you, going to yeah. have to be more disciplined than you ever were because they're going to – in all of their eyes, we are number three in the country. Therefore, we're going to be favored, and they have nothing to lose. And we're going to have to understand that and be disciplined on the level to handle it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Watch for the onside kicks, you know, watch for the fake. Oh, dude, we're getting everything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's all dangerous. I mean, look, going to your toss, uh, Rana's going back to last season. He lost his last three Big 12 games and his bowl game to Air Force. So he lost his last four this year. He's one in six of his last seven. And two years ago, he was 12 and two, but last year he was six and seven. He's off to another bad start this year. He's in desperation mode, like we're saying. And I think it's a great point to bring up that we're not only going to get everyone's best and, and meanest game, but we're going to get everyone's like most reckless game. Like they have nothing to lose. They're in full Buster Douglas versus Mike Tyson mode. Like Buster Douglas showed up to the Mike Tyson fight. Like if I get my ass kicked, guess what? I just joined the line of people that got their ass kicked. It doesn't matter. He has nothing. Right. They have they have nothing to lose. So it's it's a very interesting situation we find ourselves in. But if we execute on all these fronts, like look, we were talking about Sawyer Robertson having a really tough time against Utah because they made him throw the ball. Sweat. We had a, we we had our intern Texas that sweat. He's seeing sweat in mock in first rounds of mock drafts. You know, Byron Murphy, uh, a guy who's listed at 300 pounds. But if you watch his, his, you know, if you watch his tape, if you look at his Instagram and you see him, he's 300 pounds and just absolutely ripped. Not right. like, not like big boy, 300 pounds. Like he is he's like Aaron Donald's 300 pounds. Exactly. He's jacked to the nine. So I want to see these guys clog up the middle, prevent any kind of running from him, Soy Robertson, or any kind of running up the gut on the defensive side of the football. And I want to see Baron, I want to see Burke, and I want to see those two guys, the aforementioned guys, just kind of really do a good job, eat up, and get after the quarterback, man, and 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 and, and make it a really bad game and wake up. Because what we can do to the rest of the Big 12 by coming in there and kicking ass and dominating them, we could put them on notice. Everyone's putting us on notice that they're, you know, oh, we're going to give you our best. We're going to pack this thing out, sell out, and, and we're going to do everything we can to make it a hellish journey for you when you come to our house to beat you in your swan song of the Big 12. The best thing that we can do is come into Waco and put everybody else on notice, being like, look, you could try anything you want, seven different kinds of smoke. We're going to come into your home and kick your ass on offense, on defense, and special teams, and it's going to be a miserable evening, afternoon, whatever time we're kicking off at for you guys because we're the number three team in the country for a damn reason. Which that's the other piece. I'm glad you said that. It's hard to believe that a stadium of 44,000 didn't sell out before now, but – um. Yeah, they're, they're sold out. Subtle jazz. To- <laughs> nice cue. That was good. You know, I'm just throwing can't that wait, out. Can't there. wait to uh, clip that for the Twitter this week. Uh, I mean, <laughs> please do because uh, I think we had 44,000 in our spring game. But but who cares, right? We're, we're not gonna worry about that. Um. The um. The, they they're gonna sell out. Now a good portion of that is gonna be burnt orange as well. But 
we're going to have the fan base show up. I've had so many growing up in the Waco area. I've had so many folks saying, this is the last time in a while. I'm going. I'm going. I don't care. I don't have high hopes of how it's going to work out, but I want to see. And that's also the, the reality of what University of Texas can and is is to the state. So they're like, I want to see this game. I want to go to it. Y'all are killing it. Y'all are ranked this. I want to see this player. So on one hand, that's going to be the fan base. So they're going to be crazy until they're not. Give them a reason to hush. And But we've said it a million times. Aranda, one and three. And who, I mean, and the Big 12 is can somewhat look like a pillow fight so anybody can win and so it's it's going to be um forget texas state forget utah and forget the rest they're going to be a different team saturday and we just need to turn them back to into what we're going to see on film simple as that yeah i the one other thing you guys were all mentioning like every team that we face specifically when we play the bears this saturday are going to give us a ton of different looks. They're going to, you know, they're, they're playing with their backs up against the wall. They're going to, they're going to go for it on fourth and six. They're going to onside kick randomly throughout games. But we also need, we need to be incredibly disciplined when it comes to the refereeing and we need to celebrate with our guys. We need to like, we need to not talk shit. We can't give these big 12 refs who we don't know what they've been told any reason to throw that yellow flag in our direction for random BS. We just, we, we have to be, executing in that way too we have to be tunnel vision with our squad and our fans um and, and discipline when we're hitting the quarterback when we're hitting guys on the sideline like we can't give them any room to jip us in any way because it will happen like i don't know if it's going to be this baylor game but it certainly doesn't seem like a great feeling when we're going on the road somewhere right and it's our first big 12 right. game we haven't played a conference game yet and uh we we obviously know there's animosity between the commissioner and and our university right now so um you hope you that know that's not that, the way that college football games go, but they do. They do. I mean, like, they, they listen, they're human involved. So, right. For you know, sure. they, they were thanks to the Pac 12, the Big 12 is going to be fine. But the, the Big 12 refs' jobs were threatened at one point. I know a few of them, and they didn't say anything directly, but they were like, we're going to see how it works. Now they're happy and it's all going to work itself out, but we still don't want to give them reason to. Right. We, that's we, a really you good, know that's a really good point that no one of- talks about, by the way. I just want to just compliment that. Like no one's talking. You, I, I just, I don't know. It just set me off because nobody talks about the conference realignment and what it's doing for so many people's jobs. Dude, that's exactly right. That's again, when we say the PAC 12 got it's, should be sued for malpractice. There's going to be a lot of people out of jobs in that. There are a lot of really good and talented commentators. In the phenomenal people. Ironically. In that job that, that, uh, that, that work out there that's out of jobs and, and on the same, in the same breath. And I'm confident the big 12 reps, certainly the ones that I fortunately over the years of doing sidelines going to do their job. Kudos to Texas in these first few games. They're so talk about, being able to see if the Big 12 refs are, they've been pretty damn disciplined. They oh, had yeah. four penalties in Tuscaloosa, and Alabama had 12. You know, th- there's a lot more on – it was very – it's been very lopsided as far as our discipline. Dude, Sark talks about it um, in his weekly presser. He's like, there was not one pre-slap penalty in Tuscaloosa. I mean, those are big deals. False starts are demoralizing, and, and they're annoying and, and all the above. So – if they're all of a sudden these crazy ones, 
that we're going to eh, we're going to scratch our head a little bit because we've been a pretty disciplined team. And that's why I think we've won double digits every game. Those little things have to continue. Mm-hmm. And last but not least. We say it all the time. It's not about getting knocked down. It's if you get up, how you react. Are you that second person? We're going to get we saw it a little bit in the Colorado game. I think Colorado was so focused on the cheap shots or the people coming at them or the people talking crap. We're going to get that in the big 12. Forget that. You know how you beat them? Whoop their butts and yeah. move on. And I think that was a double overtime game because they let the external BS and the things that really don't, that aren't X's and O's factor in. And we have to be above that more disciplined and have the leaders to say the hell with that. Let's go beat them. And, you know, let's, let's hit them for a 40 yard bomb worthy. And then they can't say a damn word. So I think all of those things have to be considered in preparation and certainly in game time adjustments. Love it. Could have said better myself. Uh, then, and that, and that's why I think we'll tie a bow on this one right then and there, like with the, that last little jolt of ready to run through a wall type thing. I did We didn't even need to watch Quan's Dude. intro video. We're just ready to rock. baby. <laughs> Dude, I'm fired up. You know how I get when it comes to Waco anyway, but I will yeah. tell y'all this crazy weekend I'm having. And, um, one yeah, of my favorite clients and I, they're all favorite, right? Um, but um, <laughs> some, some, apparently some are about to be more favorites than others. Well, so. <laughs> dude, one of my, one of them's an Aggie. He's a big time Aggie. So this Saturday, a And M playing Auburn at 11 a.m. I'm going to golf on Friday. Going to a And M Auburn at 11. Hopping in my car, then driving to UT Baylor. So it's going to be a hell of a freaking football weekend. That's going to be a lot dogs. of fun. So. um I and talk about coaches on the hot seat. I was talking to my colleagues, and I got a lot of Aggies in here. We freaking acquire a firm, and half these summer guns are Aggies. I I didn't have a vote, but the um, they said it. They said if we if they lose to Auburn this weekend, Jimbo, Jimbo. even at seventy five milli is uh in big trouble. So here. I'm excited for the big one. Hey, Hugh Freeze, man, Hugh Freeze. Strippers, no strippers. Hugh Freeze is a damn good football coach, bro. Oh, he really is. Rick Pitino of college football. You could put him anywhere and they win football games, bro. He he wins games. Like he he's gonna turn that thing around like no other. He's he's a real winner. Jimbo Fisher should be shaking in hit in his Luke Casey boots. Uh if <laughs> if, if he if he's got it, if he's got it, if he's got a set. Um, but amazing stuff, really quickly, just to actually put the dot on it. We are crystal ball Brandon Baker out of modern day uh, in California, the offensive tackle. And if that's something that Sark can secure a, it's an unbelievable get to further form formulate the offensive line heading into the sec. Cause he's a big boy, but talk about a major win outside of the state of Texas in the state of California. When you have a team yeah. like USC really balling and teams like UCLA really balling where chip Kelly uh, and Lincoln Riley are trying to, you know, sow their oats to really um, would be a really amazing win for Sark to go back to Cali and get a guy like that. Yeah, and to add on to that, there's a couple of other guys too that are still out there. I mean, all of the top recruits that are still available, uh, all the five stars at least, Kobe Black, Ryan Wingo, even Terry Bussey, who is who's a um, crystal ball to AM. There's a slight chance he comes over to us, but we're in the mix for those four guys. And I mean, we're crystal balled um, to, for Ryan Wingo and Kobe Black as well. So, I mean, Kobe Black, obviously great defensive back, and Ryan Wingo five-star receiver from Missouri. So it's cool that we can pull from, you know, the state like Missouri. From the high school called St. Louis University, which 
Some of the some of these high school, yeah, hey, they, not Bishop Sycamore, but some of these high schools have right. some wild names these days. Uh, let's go get a win in the Quan Cosby rivalry I, game. Uh, T, close us out. Sorry, I would be remiss if I at least didn't mention what the spread was. I mean, oh, go for it. Oh, yeah. what is the spread? It's 14 and a half. It's Texas favored for by 14 and a half points, not 30 and a half, 31 points, which is what it was against Wyoming. I think everybody in college football that I guess has the Longhorn network or watch the highlights understands now that Wyoming is a better football team than Vegas was, was leading on. Um, but this is a game where if we do what we need to do, I, I, I firmly believe that we can cover that spread. I think the over under is 52 points. Um, I'd love to see our offense be really dynamic in this game and, and take that thing over. And, and as we say all the time, you know, um, great teams cover. So I, I want to be one of those great teams. We, we can be one of those great teams. We're ranked like we're one of those great teams. So let's go right. cover 30 to 13. We cover and it goes under. I about to say, you know, it's, it's not a lot that I don't focus on the cover as much, but I, I do here because one out of that 44,000, I think 15 is going to be Longhorns. I think really the sellout, <laughs> they Baylor can't post this, but Half of that stadium is going to be burnt orange. Yeah, so yeah, we'll and it's only an hour and a half away. So I do think we're going to cover. I, I think we're going to Baylor's going to come out. They're going to fight. They always do. There's some ex Longhorns that's transferred there. All that good stuff. The Texas fellas, all the above. They're going to they're going to fight. But yep. I I think we just have way too much. And, and our trajectory versus theirs right now. If we start fast, I think they're in big trouble. And, um, and and as weird as it sounds, and we have the blueprint of what worked, and we have the hosses that could take that to another level. So I think it's probably a 24-point win. Mm, nice. I like it. Like it, love it. Um, all right. Well, hopefully, I'm. I said 17 point win. Hopefully, you're right, Q. And we get 24 point win. And look, if everything goes like we're according to plan, we start fast. You know, Toss, you detailed it with Robertson. Like he can't, he cannot throw this team back into a game. So that's going to unravel for Aranda's crew. Very. You quickly. know what? Now that I think about that, actually, they're going to run the hell out of the ball, and, and they're going to run it for a couple of reasons. One, that's kind of maybe what all they can do. So that's going to run the clock and the clock isn't stopping for those who don't watch college football as much. We have the NFL rule, the ball, the clock doesn't stop when we get a first down now. And I honestly think that's shaving off 30 to 40 minutes of a game. I, I really do. So I'll say I'll drop it by three. I'm going to say we're going to, I still do think we're going to win by three touchdowns. So I'm going to go. The best way people can beat us is run the football, control the clock. We saw what Wyoming literally took the third quarter and put it in its little pocket. Like that's, that's how it's done. Um, All right. Well, I'll close it. I'll close it with uh, a 38 to 10 victory. Ooh. Mm. Nick Nick is always good for, is always good for a good pipe job prediction. He's not. He's not afraid. And you can tell me I drink the Kool Aid every time, but Nick comes out there and it's like (laughs) eighty-five to two. He's good for old like beatdown. I'm honestly, I would love nothing more to be in the back of the bar and watching us smoke those dudes. It would make me so happy. Y'all know. How happy I would be (laughs) for that score. Let's go with let's little Quan Cosby parlay Auburn win into a Texas cover. We'll see you guys next week. Fisher to stop was DJ Nikki snacks, Crider and the Quan Cosby. Welcome, baby. Welcome.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.